Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Justin Polk's Eyes from the 90s Podcast. I am and always will be your host, Justin Polk. Well, at least I'm, I hope I'm always your host because I've been slacking. I've been slacking on, on giving you guys the content on, on, on just on just doing my job, basically. And um, I've been doing schoolwork, my day job, all that stuff. I, I've let it interfere and I shouldn't have. I'm going to try to correct those mistakes, you know. Do this more regularly, more more on a regular basis. I, I I can't I can't have these big gaps of time, these big time lapses between podcasts. I've only done five. It's my fifth podcast, and I've been doing this for a few months. That's unacceptable. I want I want to do this at least on a once every two week basis, and I've fallen short of that. And I, I really apologize for that. Um, this time around, in the past I've um I've I've always kind of freestyled the podcast. Pretty much, I had an idea that I want to talk about. So it's a few ideas. I just rambled about them, or just kind of spitballed it as as time went on through the podcast. This time around, I made myself a few bullet points that I'm going to make sure I touch on these topics because in the past, I've always finished the podcast. And I, I felt the podcast was successful. I thought I did a good job on those podcasts, but I felt like there were other topics I could have touched on on those on those podcasts, and I didn't. And I uh, I regretted that, but you know. I still felt the podcast was good enough to be um, to be released and to be heard and to and to be promoted and all that kind of stuff. So I, I let it, I let it slide. But this time around, I'm trying to stick 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 to a formula, stick to a, to a script, if you may. And I'm going to do it this time around. And, uh, before we get into the podcast, though, before we get like the topics and and you know the rambling and the opinion and the opinions and all that stuff flowing. I want to say one one real quick thing, man. I never considered myself religious, and um, I went to I went to Catholic school my whole life, uh, from grade school to high school. It's all been Catholic school, and um, <clears throat> I ne- I never I never considered myself religious. I never really fell into the faith. I never really never really got cultivated into it, um, or just, like just you know just never never had it like that. Just ne- never um, had the experience when I was like, all right. I'm in full go with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been kind of a, um, a Gnostic a little bit. Like, I always have. I just always had my doubts. I think everyone has their doubts. Even people who are religious have their doubts and their questions and stuff. But I just never was engulfed in the faith. <clears throat> so, that's, that's that's where I've always been. I've been there, I guess, since I was, I want to say, 16. I really, like, officially started saying I'm agnostic um, or I just have... I just have a lot of questions that no one seems to want to answer or wants to even try to hear. No one wants to hear it, so I just I just said forget it, and just kept on kept on keeping on. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm saying all that to say that I never say something like I'm blessed because of that reason. Because I, I'm, I don't consider myself religious. I don't consider myself religious. I, just, I, just, I don't have a faith really. And because of that, I never say the term I'm blessed. I always say I'm fortunate or something like that. But this time on this podcast right here, I'm going to say I'm blessed because today is September 29th, 2015. And um, today is my um, my grandmother, my dad's father. It's his, it's her, it's her um, 94th birthday. Her 94th birthday. And me being a 25-year-old man, I can't even fathom what 94 years must feel like so much wisdom like in her and it's amazing and she's helped raise me since I was a kid my parents when I was first born they both had like very strenuous jobs and she was she, she was a nurse and she would take care of me and her then husband or her, her, her late husband uh, my grandfather uh, who passed away when I was like a year and a half so he, she, she was take, he was sick while I was born, I was born. so she, she was taking care of both of us pretty much my first two years of life and she took care of me the rest of my life too also she retired soon after that after his, after his passing and, and she was she was there from, from beginning to end like my other grandmother on my mom's side she was always there for me as well including her husband my, my, my late grandfather who passed away a few years ago like I, I, I was lucky I'm, I was blessed I, I, w- I was blessed I was truly blessed to have all these people in my life my parents my grandparents were always there for me and Murky Poke, the lady I'm talking about now, who just turned 94 years old today, she's a, a big part of my life. She's a she's um, one of the main reasons why I have the focus, the drive, and the determination to do what I want to do because I seen what she did. Like she she she's seen it all. Like she's seen everything, and I want I want to make her proud. And I think the only way I can make her proud is by following what I want to do, doing what I want to do, and not not trying to. 
take the easy way out or anything. And I, I know going into this media business, going into going into trying to build my own media brand, I ninety media is not the easy way by any means. By any means, you know, going into media communications at all is not like it's not a bunch of jobs for communication majors. It's not a bunch of jobs out there for us. You know, I, I don't want to be some telemarketer. I don't, I don't, don't want to end up that way. You know, I don't want to be a communication major who has to end up, you know, just doing some horrible radio station in the middle of nowhere. That's not, I don't want. I don't want to be a producer for some some country music station in in, um, <laughs> in Iowa somewhere. That's not what I want to do with my career. I want to build my own brand. I want to build my own CNN based on the hip hop culture, the hip hop generation. Giving the hip hop generation their first voice, you know, like Complex and and these these di- different um, these different platforms try to do that, but they do it on such a I don't know. It just seems like such a such a we're doing this because it's cool type of thing. I'm doing it because I believe that I am hip hop. Like my, my generation, people I'm, I hang with on a regular basis, we're hip hop. Talking about sports. Talk about sports in almost a hip hop way. Like you'll hear me today, and we'll give my uh, top five quarterbacks of all time. Like that's something that I feel like personally. The only thing, only, only culture outside of sports that does the, the list, the top five, the top ten is hip hop. We do that. Like we, we we see our music as a sport, as a competition, more than any other music does. And it gives that's where the competitive drive comes from. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna impart that on. The younger generation and show them something different because it, what we're seeing now in hip hop or in culture as a whole is just so different, man. Like you can't come, like you you can't you can't feel that competitive drive even in like NBA. Where's the competition? Like the competition is so lackluster there, and I think that's a it's a big part because our generation, our previous generation, dropped the ball. Like the, the, the the cats who in the, the early thirties the the mid to the mid to early thirties, who, who were pretty much teenagers, you know, throughout the golden age of hip hop. I think they didn't impart that, you know, on the next or or, or, or use that in their path. I'm, I'm gonna try to do that. I'm, I'm, I even though I'm 25 years old, I wasn't a teenager in the golden era. I feel like it's my job. I feel like it's my job to bring that that feeling back through. Through, through media, through 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 the news, and through all this stuff, like to, to keep the news alive, because we ain't, we don't watch the news anymore. We watching, I watch like the Young Turks on YouTube. That's, that's where I get my news from. I get news from Vice, Buzzfeed. These these are the these are the news these are the news platforms for the next generation. And I don't see I don't see me on the news. I'm saying I, I, I've yet to see me yet. I, I still haven't. I think we're still far from that. And um, I, I I haven't seen anyone who looks like me or talks like me on the news. And I want I want to bring that I want to bring that through. I, I call it I call it barbershop talk. Like like see I do, I do the podcast with no script. I have like a few bullet points today, but they're literally three bullet points. They're literally three bullet points. I'm talking about the NFL, hip hop, and um and and, and Chicago sports. That's, that's what I'm talking about right now. That's gonna be the guidelines of it. Hip hop, Chicago sports, NFL. The guideline. The guideline. That's it. You know, the freestyle. Like my my entire my entire ideas for the podcast, the blog is all freestyle. I freestyle it all. I don't have. I don't come through with brainstorming how to how to do this on the blog post. I just, I just go. All right. I'm going to touch on like a, I think it was a few weeks ago. I wrote an article called um, 2015, the year I listened to the the, the, uh, the weekend and Drake. I was never a fan of those guys really before then, so I was like, "All right, this I'm, I'm loving the, the, what they did this year." So I'm going to talk about it. Talked about it. Didn't brainstorm it. I just said, "This date, this is the idea." Let's write about it. I think it's the best thing I wrote, I've written in a long time. I, I think you guys should definitely check it out, JustinPoke.wordpress.com. But that's what I'm about. So just just to give you guys a brief understanding of where I'm coming from. This is the hip hop generation, baby. I'm trying to bring that. I'm trying to bring that voice to the mainstream culture. Like hip hop culture has been so mainstream recently. Like it's been so mainstream, but it's been so watered down in the mainstream. Like it's been so watered down in the mainstream. Like the golden era, 1990s hip hop was not part of the mainstream. 
as much as you want to say it was, you didn't get Akuma in the mainstream. You didn't get, you didn't get like Young Jay Z, Blueprint Jay Z was not in the mainstream. He's mainstream hip hop. He wasn't mainstream culture in general. But you got Kanye West, who I, who I love and admire. He is mainstream. He has, he has a, a more bubbly feeling to his music. You know, it's more, it's more, um, it's more um, digestible. It's, it's, it's more accepting. You know what I'm it's more like it, it, it can be, you know. It can be transferred through gener- it, it, can be, it can be transferred through cultures, and that's what Kanye offers. You know, it can be generated through culture to culture. It, it can be accepted that way. But you can't talk about street stuff in any culture, and I think that's the problem. I think it's a serious problem because why? Why do you have to water down what you want to talk about for everyone to appreciate it? I know kids of all all races, all cultures who just uh, love and admire Biggie. All Biggie talked about was slinging rock and killing people, man. That's all Biggie talked about. But Biggie did this in a cool way, and that's what I want to do here. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not no gangster. I'm not, no, I'm not selling drugs, nothing like that. But at the same time, I keep it hip hop everywhere. I, everything I do, I keep it hip hop in every way, every way, every way around. So, um, weird transition here, but I'm gonna go for my my um very um enthusiastic uh pretty much marketing plan I guess of how I want to do this on any media thing and I'm gonna tra- transfer it over to um I guess I'm gonna I'm, I'm touch on something as a Bears fan a Chicago sports fan it's gonna turn some heads I think I think it's gonna turn some heads because I, I shouldn't feel this way but I'm, I really do so the Green Bay Packers right yes 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 I'm gonna start this off with the Green Bay Packers the Green Bay Packers look damn good. They look damn good. Jordan Nelson towards ACL in the offseason. In the offseason, preseason, I think. Right? I'm like, alright. I had I hadn't gone to, to the uh, to the uh, Super Bowl, but Jordan Nelson's out? No, no, not gonna happen. I must have forgot who their quarterback was when I said it's not going to happen. Because that boy Aaron Rodgers is cold-blooded. That boy is a beast. First first week, they played the Bears. And the Bears actually look very good. They look like, oh, the Bears can be, they can be decent. They can, they can go 8-8 this year with this kind of this kind of play. I was wrong, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers looked okay. Okay, week one. Week two? Seattle? I just my voice just cracked. Week two though against Seattle, Aaron Rodgers looked like that dude. I was like, man, he is he is going at Richard Sherman. He is showing no no sort of no sort of hold back. He was just throwing that ball everywhere and making sure that mark landed on every receiver's hands. I'm like, okay, this boy the truth. And then last um, last night Monday night. Played uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm watching that game like this might be the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Now, 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 people are like, hold on, hold on, Justin. He's the greatest quarterback you ever seen. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you all, mind you all. I'm born 1990. The first football season I remember just like watching from beginning to end. Was the 1999-2000 season when the Ravens won? That's the first season I remember watching from beginning to end. I remember watching John Elway win both his Super Bowls. Those were the two years before the Ravens won. But I don't remember the whole season that way. I remember the entire season. The entire season. Or at least remember watching the entire season when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. I remember it. I just remember it. This is the fact. Like, all right, this is this is this is this is a cool sport. Let's play football, Justin. Like that next year, I'm playing football. Ten years old, I'm playing football because I watched I watched Ray Lewis be a beast, and I want to be Ray Lewis. I wasn't Ray Lewis. <laughs> I was not Ray Lewis. But um, yeah, man. So like, that's that's pretty much my 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 knowledge of quarterbacks from my own eyes. Of course, I know. The history of Joe Montana. I'm not a fool. I know the history of Brett Favre. I didn't see Brett Favre win the Super Bowl. I didn't see that. You know? I mean, I'm pretty sure I might have saw it. I might have saw it with my pops, but I don't remember being six years old watching football. I remember being six years old watching Michael Jordan. I remember being seven years old watching Michael Jordan. I remember being eight years old watching Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was the thing. 
Like he was everything. I watched Space Jam at five years old. If you think I was watching Space Jam at five, it was not gonna watch Michael Jordan the next year. You're crazy, right? You're crazy. <laughs> That's all it is. But the like football was in my in my in my um was in my vision. Like, it wasn't even in my it wasn't even in my atmosphere. Like I wasn't even thinking about football when I was five years old. I'm thinking about WWE and Michael Jordan <laughs> and Power Rangers. That's what's going through my mind at five years old. So, like, excuse me, people. Sorry. Sorry. But, um, but, um, Aaron Rodgers, right? So, now last year, around this time, was it last year? The year before last, I said Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback I would play. I said that. Like, I, if, you, if you can go to, go to my, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I wrote a blog about it. It's a blog post about that somewhere, justinpoke.wordpress.com. I'm pretty sure I wrote a blog about, how um how Peyton Manning is the greatest of all time. And at this moment, at this moment, statistically, I still say that. Peyton Manning is the greatest. He's the greatest. Now you can go ahead and say, well, he didn't win the postseason. Let me break this down for you real quick. The postseason is when you gotta have a squad. Your team gotta come together in the postseason. It can't be just on the quarterback. And when I watched when I watched Peyton Manning, I know two things. I know Peyton Manning dominates the game in the regular season. He dominates. He is his team in the in the regular season. He is the team. I watch it. I watch the game. Like, okay. Okay. He gets the ball where it's supposed to be most of the time. The receiver may not catch it. Something like that might happen. You know, but he does his job. He does no huddle better than anybody I've ever seen do the no huddle. I have, I have, like, like no one can tell me that he is not the officer coordinator of every team he's been on. You can put Mark Trestman sorry ass. I said Mark Trestman sorry ass because I'm a Bears fan and I saw that man run my team to the ground. So you can put Mark Trestman sorry ass as his officer coordinator, and I guarantee you. I guarantee you he gets the job done because he paid Manning. There's supposedly a few between him and Gary uh, Gary Kubiak this year. That's the, office of, that's the head coach of the uh, Broncos right now. Now I can guarantee you there's a few between them, but guess what Peyton not doing? He ain't stressing because Peyton, Peyton, Peyton go on that field and handle his business every week. Now, postseason come around. Postseason comes around. For instance, Super Bowl two years ago against the uh, Seahawks. The Broncos look horrible. They look horrible. They just did. It was an awful looking team. The, the Seahawks killed them. It was embarrassing. But break this down for me real quick. <laughs> how did the Seahawks score forty three points on the Suns? Supposedly great defense by the Broncos. How did that happen? But I guess it's all on Peyton though. I see how we do. Like, see how we do? Like this, this, this is my big problem with a lot of with a lot of sports talk. Because like we want to talk about rings, we talk about postseason performance. But there's no sport, there's no sport, no sport. I don't care. If you say what you want to say. Baseball is close, but there's no sport where it's more of a team thing than anything else. There's none. There's none. There just isn't. It doesn't exist. You know, in baseball, you can win a game on a pitcher. Straight up. Because a pitcher can just straight, hey, no hitter. You know, perfect game. That's possible. Perfect game is possible in baseball. It's possible. In football, think about this real quick. The quarterback, what's the quarterback's job? What is the quarterback's job in football? To pass the ball. So, so, so his job is to what? To pass the ball? So he passed the ball. What, what if the person doesn't catch it? Oh, oh, that's his fault. <laughs> that's the quarterback's fault. That dude didn't catch the ball he threw. You're right. But, 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 it's a team. But see, that, that makes it a team sport. Because what he does is reliant on what other, what other person does. LeBron James. LeBron James can go out there and put in work. LeBron James can be in the finals with one team one year. Go to a team that did not make the did not make the playoffs last year 
and make them a finals team while the other team who's on last year misses the playoffs. LeBron James can do that because he's one player who can take over an entire course of a season, a game, uh, everything. He can change everything for a team because he's he just he's he's that dynamic. He can control the ball, he can score the ball, he can pass the ball, rebound the ball, block the shots, steal the ball, <laughs> coach the team, GM the team. He can do all this stuff because that's what b- basketball you can do that in basketball. You can just do that. Like you can you can dominate on both sides of the court. While while in football, the quarterback can only throw the ball. He can't do much much else with the ball besides throw it. He's throwing the ball. Dude, gotta catch it. If you don't catch it, damn. That's pretty much it. That's how it works. But, but we want to compare these guys to Hoopers. And we want to compare these guys to Hoopers. You can't do it. You cannot compare Peyton Manning's play to Michael Jordan's play. He doesn't have the same amount of control over the game. Like, yeah, Peyton Manning controls offense. He runs that offense. But, but if the running back fumbles, I don't him. This is Tom Brady, right? People say Tom Brady isn't as great or tried to say he wasn't as great because he lost two Super Bowls. He lost two Super Bowls. Was he on defense when David Tyrell caught the ball in his helmet? Was he on defense? Was, was he? Was he? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now... He may he may he may overthrew Welker a little bit on the second in the second game, but was that the game changing moment? Was that was that it? Like see, see in football it can be one play. That's all it takes. In football, the quarterback is expected to be perfect. Expected to be perfect. Expected to be. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. That's crazy. But because it's a 16-game season, there's really only three or four playoff games. You know, there's really a, there's a small, a small like space for error. There's no room for error. So that's why that's what ends up happening. But to get back to Aaron Rodgers real quick, dude does it. <laughs> that little small space there is for error. He makes sure that space stays clear for as long as possible. You know, this boy has not thrown an interception on his home field, on Lambeau Field, in 16 games? What? How is that? What? 16? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> like, I don't even get mad when the Bears lose to them no more. I'm like, I'm seeing Rodgers, though. I'm Rodgers. I go, Brett Favre. Actually, Brett Favre. Had that Jay Cutler, Tony Romo in him. Like, I played very far this week. We may get one pick. That's our chance to win the game. Get the interception of him. You know, so, so, so I put Brett Favre in my like top. He my team, my top ten, maybe top five. But you know, I'm gonna give my top five real quick. My top five. Here we go. Number one, Peyton Manning. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Tom Brady. Number four. Joe Montana, number five, John Elway. Now, now, what John Elway? John Elway, that's what everyone's going to say, right? Everyone's going to say that. John Elway was my guy. That's the first quarterback I watched. That was my guy. I loved him. I loved Terrell, I loved Terrell Davis. I loved, I loved Shannon Sharp. That was my squad. John Elway was so smooth to me. He was, he, he was the smoothest quarterback ever to me. I think he just did, he just, he just did the game so smooth. You know, John Elway was just so cool with it. Like he was just, uh, boom, touchdown. Like, it was nothing to him. It was nothing. I never seen John Elway stress out about nothing. And, <clears throat> about anything, I'm sorry. But, you know, you know, this is my opinion. My opinion. Brett Favre will probably come up next. And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe a Steve Young. My dad's, my dad's somewhere screaming, Justin, where's Terry Bradshaw, dude? I was not born, but you was born, Pops. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so that's my top five. I'm gonna stick to that. I'm gonna leave that there. Make sure you guys remember it. Peyton, Aaron, Tom, Joe, John. Now, oh my God, where's Dan Marino? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, moving on, man. I'll move on to things. Um, I got to. I got to. I have to. I must talk about hip hop now. Um. 
you've heard my podcast before, I assume. I hope you're not just going into this podcast in episode five. If you are, thank you for being here. But you know, check out the other podcast. I talk about hip. I talk about hip hop a lot. Hip hop is my biggest passion. I love. I love sports talk. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Sports are incredible. I watch sports every day. I'm watching Dan Patrick show right now. Like it's a retail of Dan Patrick show on my television right now. I love sports. I watch sports talk all day long. You know, <clears throat> but hip hop is my generation. Hip hop is my culture. Look at my Twitter page at Justin VP. You can see it says a product of hip hop culture. That's what I, that's what I am. I'm a product of that. Everything about me says hip hop, in my opinion. So this has been a pretty good year for hip hop. Actually, it's been a surprisingly good year of hip hop, and um, most of it for me, it was, I stepped outside of my box. My, I, I stepped out of my comfort zone. You know, I'm known for listening to lyrical hip hop. Lyrical hip hop is the only thing I listen to. That's all, that's all I care about. Give me the lyrics. Give me the the wittiness in your in your bars. Give me your rhyme. Give me your crazy rhyme schemes, your wordplay. Give me your metaphors, your punchlines. Give me all that stuff. I love it. I love it all. Give me that. Feed me. Feed me some some meat on the hip hop. I, I love. I love. I love the meatiness the, of the substance. You know, say the fat. Say, say the jingles. Say, say, say the sing alongs. I don't care about that stuff. That stuff doesn't entertain me. I don't. Unless I'm in a club, I don't feel like hearing. I don't feel like hearing. Um, what's a song, man? What, what, what's, what's a song? I can't even think of a song right now. that's like that. But I, I don't feel like hearing Nay Nay or Whip Whip. Nay Nay. I hate that. Don't play that around me unless we're in a club. That sounds weird outside of a club. Why are you listening to Nay Nay right now? Are you walking? I'm saying, how can you do that? You know, like, but. I stop, I stop, I stop. I, hey, people's like Justin, man. You can't be so secluded into your comfort zone. You gotta step outside of it. So I stepped out. I backed out my comfort zone a little bit. And I listened to some different music. Some music I particularly did not like in the past. You know, Mac Miller's, some ASAP Rocky, some Future, some, um, who else taught music this year I listened to? Um, Tyler the Creator. I listened to a bunch of people I didn't, I didn't like in the past. They're not all jingles, sing-along music, guys, but Drake, The Weeknd, I listen to all this stuff. I'm like, all right, let's see what they're about, man. Everyone's talking about how great Drake is. Aubrey is so amazing. Aubrey is one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. Aubrey is the new Jay-Z. I'm hearing all this nonsense. I'm like, yo, y'all get on my face with this nonsense. Yo, Aubrey Drake Graham is not great. He's not. He's not, people. Sorry. I'm going I'm to I'm stick by that. <clears throat> and I like what he did this year. I liked every move he made this year. Every single move. Highline Bling is one of my favorite songs of the year. I know when that Highline Bling. Back in on me one thing. I love that song. It's amazing. Good job, Drake. Congratulations, right? But you can compare him to Kendrick Lamar, Jake Cole. Lupe Fiasco. Get out of here. <laughs> like, for real. No. Can't do it. Won't do it. Not gonna happen. J- you comparing Drake to Jay-Z? There was a cat that told me that Drake is Jay-Z. J. Cole is Nas. Kendrick is Eminem. I walk clean away. Didn't look at him ever again. Walked away. Boom. I'm gone. What is wrong with you? You know who Jay-Z is? I'm going to tell you why I think the Drake thing is so overhyped. Like, people think I just hate Drake. I don't hate Drake. I think Drake is a good artist. But to make a person great, you got to have some classic material. When I say classic, I don't mean, all oh, it's sold so much. No. I mean, like, this stuff got to be timeless. Like, for instance, right? Someone told me so far gone. It's a classic project. I went back to it, listened to it. I haven't heard it since it dropped. But I was in high school, like my, my junior year, right? So I'm, I go back to it, check it out. I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. Guess what? 
I hated every song. And I used, I used to love that mixtape. I, I, while I was in, while I was in high school, that was like the, the mixtape. It was basically just Drake and Lil Wayne at that time. No one else was dropping music. Kanye had it was on his Airways Heartbreak thing. So it was pretty much Drake and Lil Wayne at that time for me. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right. Listen, listen to it now. I'm like, this is not what's up. This is not this is not a cool mixtape. I'll tell you before, thank you later. Thank you later is a horrible, horrible album. Um, Take Care is even worse. Sad, sad music. You know, nothing was the same, it was cool. If you're reading this, you're too, uh, you're, it's too late. That's a, it's a solid, solid project, right? What, what, what a time to be alive. It's blah. It's cool for what it is. You know, he doesn't have anything I'm like repulsed by. I, I, I said, thank me later and take care of bad. But they're not like, they're not like, like, just garbage. They're just bad. It's not like, they're not good. If you, if you want to consider this guy an all time great, those are big glimmishes to me. Like, like those, those are glimmishes bigger than Kingdom Come to me. Bigger than Blueprint 3 to me. Bigger than Nostradamus to me. I, I, I think those those projects are bad. Like, really bad. But I think, hey, hey. I, see, what, what I've done to appreciate Drake now. See, this, this, this is how I've been able to listen to Drake now. I've decided to say Drake is Drake. He's in the Drake lane. That's Drake. Right? Can I, I'm not going to compare Drake to, to Cole. I'm not going to compare Drake to Kendrick. I'm going to let Drake do Drake in that way. Drake is actually kind of good. He's good to me now because he's only in that lane. I'm not going to compare him to these guys over here who are making great music every time I hear them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He's the guy who's going to make kind of lyrical music that's good for the club. Like this kind of lyrical, like it's not all the way future, it's not all the way two chains, it's not all the way Migos, but it's like it could be that, but it's not gonna. It's, he's he's in the Rick Ross lane. He's Rick Ross. He's over there. You know he's better than Rick Ross. He's much better than Rick Ross, but he's in that lane. That lane is like, all right, I'm gonna talk to these guys over here. We don't really care about lyrics that much, but we're still kind of lyrical. That's what that's what Drake is at. He's over there. He's over there with Rick Ross and and his, and, and Big Sean and Wale. He's over there with them dudes, right? Now I'm saying he's much better than them. He's much more talented than them cats, but he's in that lane. While while J Cole and Kendrick, they're over here with the lyrics actually mean something. I'm gonna compare them guys to the all time greats. I'm gonna compare Drake and Cole. I'm saying okay, okay, Cole. 2014 Forest Drive has potential to be a classic type of album. It's the best album you've made, the best project you've made since Friday Night Lights. Let's compare what you're doing to, let's say, uh, uh, Nas. Let's, let's compare what you're doing to, let's say, a Ghostface Killer. Let's compare you to this stuff right now and see how you kind of, how you, how you kind of hold up. You know, Kendrick Lamar, you got two critically acclaimed albums. We will call them both albums classics. Who dropped two back-to-back classics? Off the first two albums Let's see You got Lupe Fiasco You pretty much Align on Lupe right now Kendrick You're on the same path As Lupe And when Lupe First dropped The, the cool I'm like okay Lupe, Lupe might be too, might, might be top five Because Lupe had Great mixtapes like, Ken, like Kendrick has He had great mixtapes At first And he had two great albums I'm like okay He might be top five Now I said already Kendrick's in my top 15 Because of his catalog alone But but he could do a Lupe. He can go ahead and drop a lasers, a food and liquor too, and be like, ooh, no. But Lupe bounced back. Lupe in my top ten again because Lupe came back with Tetsuo on Youth, which is one of my five favorite albums of the year. Now, with that being said, here are my top five rap albums of the year so far as of September 29th, 2015. Number one, Kendrick Lamar. Now, before we get to this, J. Cole dropped the album December 9th, I want to say. 2014, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not going to include that album in this list, but I'm going to give a side list if he wasn't it, just just to give you guys where he ranks to me among these five albums. Um, so for the 2015 actual release date albums, it's Kendrick Lamar number one with Tequila Butterfly, followed by Lupe Fiasco with Tattoo on Youth, followed by Odyssey with The Good Fight, followed by Rocky. ASAP Rocky with um, At Long Live ASAP, followed by Mac Miller with Good AM. Now, if I threw J. Cole in there, J. Cole would be number one. 
I think J. Cole's album is better than all of those. I think 2014 Forest Hill Drive is a better album than all five albums just named. Now, why, Justin? Why? He wasn't spitting what Kendrick was spitting. Some true, true, gritty, grimy, we need this right now in black culture hip-hop. He was. He was. But Cole had just better songs. It was better music. All around. Better music. Now, Kendrick... Was definitely spitting some real truths. He was, he was spitting some real knowledge on that on that project, but as far as the punchlines, the metaphors, the the, the woodiness, he wasn't coming with it like he was on Good Kid, Mad City. He was dropping truths, he was dropping wisdom, but he wasn't as creative with his with his lyrics as he was in the past. Now he had creative songs like I and King Kunta and All Right and um. And um, what's this song? Hood Politics. He has some pretty dope songs on it that I love. I go back to and listen to. But I can listen to Cole's album from 1 to, was it, 13, 14? I can listen to that all over every time, each song. I might skip What Dreams on the second listen, you know, because What Dreams gets kind of played after a while. But it's still a dope tune for dope concept, and I love that from Cole. Cole just delivered that perfectly for me. And the fact, the way Cole dropped it also was kind of cool because Cole just came out with the music. I don't think he had, I don't think he released anything else before that at all besides Be Free. Like Kendrick, we had an idea was a little bit eccentric at times because he dropped Black is the Berry. He dropped, uh, uh he dropped these songs before the album dropped. So I was like, all right, can I, I, I kind of see what Kendrick is doing. Cole completely surprised me. This these aren't sounds I'm I'm used to hearing from Cole. Besides, what dreams is kind of similar to the sound of uh, let's say a Lost Ones off of uh, the Sideline Story album. But Cole definitely was really different. He reinvented himself for this album, and I think that uh, that makes it a little bit better to me. As a, to to pimp a butterfly as a as a concept is a, just amazing album. The concept. A butterfly is so amazing once you dig deep into what that means. But you gotta listen. You gotta listen deeply into that album really to understand it and, and, and just and just and just like completely engulf yourself in what he's trying to say with the to pimp a butterfly album. Once you get that whole message that he's trying to send through the through the spoken word poem, he's trying, he's spinning at the end of each song through the through the little little trinkets of of concepts in each song, like uh, for complexion and for black of the berry, and all these little these little concepts in between. Like, okay, this is amazing. Like it's an amazing conceptual album. It's probably the best concept album probably since the cool. Like, I think as a concept, it's better than Good Kid, Good Kid, Mad City, but musically, it's not better than Good Kid, Mad City. And for Cole. 2014 Forest Hill Drive is better than Born Center by far. It's better than Sideline Story by far. And it's on par. It might, it might not be better than Friday Night Lights, but it's as good. It's almost as good. But Friday Night Lights is so much longer, and it has so many. Every song on that, on that mixtape is a banger. So, for Cole, I think I think it's Cole's first classic album. I think it could be a classic album for Cole. Because one, it went platinum, which is, I don't really care about. No features. Zero, not a feature. No features. We went platinum with no feature. It's not getting the praise that Kendrick is getting because Kendrick, Kendrick's in, a, in, a, in another, um, in another league in the mainstream world. Kendrick is seen as a superstar. I don't think Cole was seen as a superstar yet, and I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure maybe if it's the the backing Kendrick is getting, or maybe it's just the the songs Kendrick has laid out. Kendrick laid out some pretty big hits. He's made. He, he's done some pretty big things culturally, like with with the control verse, and he stood out in many different ways. that Cole has yet to do, but I think album wise, 2014 Forza Drive is the best album of the year. If we can, if we're considering that 2015, that's the best album of the year by far. And I, I, I think it's a nice head and shoulders over to Pimp Butterfly. Also, just saying. So that's why I'm with the music, hip hop wise. I think you should check out all five of those albums. A lot of people have um, heard my list and said they've not heard Odyssey's album yet. I've never heard of Odyssey. 
Odyssey's The Good Fight is an amazing project. You guys definitely check it out. It's definitely a smooth tune. The cast from DC, he's um he's actually a veteran in this game. He's been working for a long time, and I've I've been hip to his music for a while. I, I just said hip. I, I, just, I just said hip. That's weird. But I've been hip to his music for a while. He's um he's very talented. You should definitely give him a listen, man. He's very he's very talented. I really like his music. He produces his own music, all that dance, all that all that good stuff. ASAP Rocky's album. Not really an ASAP Rocky fan before this. Um, ASAP really was um, very eccentric on this album. He had some very, very nice sounds. Just, just listening to it is very cool. Just, just the vibe of the album is very cool. Listen, of course, the single LSD is amazing. It's amazing. Lil Wayne's on this album. He, Lil Wayne is really spitting. Like he's really good on this album. On this, on this um, on the feature he's on. Uh, Mac Miller's project. Mac Miller is um, more lyrical, more witty, more more aggressive than I've ever heard Matt Miller before. Matt Miller is really, he really turned it up. He really turned, turned up his creativity, turned up his, um, his, um, his lyricism, turned up his entire everything. He's turned up his, his entire, everything is better for Matt Miller on this album. Definitely check out Good AM. Love that album. Um, now I'm gonna get into some Chicago sports real quick, real quick. Real quick, man. I touched on briefly how disappointed I am about the Chicago Bears. Briefly. Briefly touched on it. Briefly touched on it. Um, the Bears aren't who we thought they are, to be cliche. But they aren't as good as I thought they would be. Looking at the preseason, looking at game one of the regular season, I was expecting a 7-9, 8-18, you know? A solid team, something to grow on. But the last two games, one against Arizona, the one against um, Seattle, we didn't have Jay Cutler for a game and a half. Now, Jay Cutler, people give him a lot of flack. He gets a lot of flack. He gets a lot of he gets a lot of um, judgment for pretty much his his um, his uh, facial expressions on the sideline, his body language, all that kind of stuff kind of goes against him. But he's on the field, he's playing. He's a game changer for the squad. For the squad, he's just, he's, a, he's a good player for us because what Jay Cutler does, he knows the team. He knows how to get the ball to the players, and he's get the ball. He knows how to read the defense much better than Jimmy Carson, my lord. The boy, the boy is horrible. Um, and he, just, he he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I, I feel comfortable with Jay Cutler. I think Jay Cutler is a good quarterback. He, I catch flack for that all the time, but I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's the best quarterback the Bears have ever had, and that's not saying much, but he is. Now, was he overpaid? Yes, very much so. But who else are they going to pay? Who, who, what was the other option out there? Like, who, who, who's the option to get? Like, now, now, I think John Fox is the is the best answer for the Bears right now. But he, Phil Emery, left him a, a horrible team. I guess it's a bad team. So the Bears are bad. Once like the Bears are good. Like against the Packers, they were good, played well. First half against the Cardinals, they played well. Jay Cutler goes down, everything falls off. They get blown out against the Cardinals. They go what was it twenty eight to zip against the Seahawks? That was horrible. Like that, all, all that happened without Jay Cutler. That gives me optimism. But at the same time, I look at that defense. Like man, the defense is kind of horrible. Kind of kind of bad. It's kind of awful. So, it's like, it's like, maybe we can win five games, maybe four, maybe three, maybe, maybe we go three and three and thirteen. If we do, you know, go after, go after um, some defense, man. Forget the offense right now. The offense, the offense is the offense. I think the offense will be fine. I think this is a two, three year process to rebuild this team. I think we're going to the, we're going to the off season, try to build a defense. Uh, maybe get up. Maybe, maybe get a backup quarterback. You know, that wouldn't hurt getting a backup quarterback. Uh, trying to build a quarterback through the uh, through the draft. You know, try to try to develop a quarterback under John Fox, Adam Gase. That wouldn't be a bad thing. But Adam Gase might get a might get a head coaching job soon. So we gotta you we gotta, we gotta get a, a backup quarterback for him to develop now because he's going to be a head coach option in the near future. Um, but no optimism in sight for the Bears. The Bears look bad. That's the bottom line. And I, I'm, I'm, it's crazy right now in Chicago because the most positive story in Chicago sports right now 
is the fact that the Cubs look great. They might not win the championship this year. They might not win the World Series this year. But they're going to the playoffs. They have a chance to go to the se- to, to go to the second round, face the Cardinals, and people are giving them a chance against the Cardinals, even though they only have a really a three man rotation at the pitcher, really a two and a half man rotation. It's, it's pretty much it's pretty much Arietta, Lester, then Hamill is a is a if it's a, it's, a, it's if you Hamill. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, maybe we go to Hendricks for fourth man. Are we, are we going to do that? I don't know. I, I'm not a big baseball guy. If you can like, I, I'm just not that guy. Baseball. Mm. Hockey, mm. I could watch it. I could watch it in the playoffs, but you know, you ain't gonna see me watching too much baseball and hockey in the regular season, man. I get my Bleacher Report updates, my um, updates from the Score app, like my, my 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 sports apps. Give me updates on the, on the Cubs, updates on the Sox, updates on the Blackhawks. And that's all I really have for the regular season on those three teams. Base basketball, football. I'm up to date with on my own because I, I follow these teams religiously. Now, me going back to basketball, mentioning basketball, Derrick Rose. Ooh, child. Derrick Rose is trying to kill me, y'all. Trying to kill me. So, so um, let's see here. The 28th yesterday was um was media day. The first day, you know, the Bulls are back, you know, into their into the training camp, whatever, and they're talking to the media. So Derrick Rose is talking to the media, you know. And out of thin air, my man brings up is his free agency, which is two years away. He's talking about how he wants to wants to wants to set up his family for life. Like, man, you just made ninety five million over five years with the bear, with the Bulls. Then you made what 250 mil with the Adidas? That's over 300 million dollars you made off those two things alone. And your family ain't set up yet. Your family not good yet, man. Like you talking about the talk about the the NBA TV deal and how you gonna get so much money in two years? That's what, that's what you're talking about. And Jimmy Butler, there's obviously some sort of feud between them. Some sort some sort of grudge between them. Both being, you know, pretty great players on this on this Bulls team. I don't think Derrick Rose is used to sharing the ball with someone who's almost an equal. Maybe he is equal, you know. I don't think Derrick Rose is comfortable with that yet, and I think there's a few because of that, and, you know. And Gene Butler is a well-spoken person. He's, he's, he he thinks before he talks. Unlike Derrick Rose, I'm a Derrick Rose fan, man. Ever since ever since high school, Derrick Rose been my guy. But my man should not speak on a microphone. Meanwhile, after, after he said that, Gene Butler was asked about it, and Gene Butler just clear, just plainly said, "I don't care what he does, as long as he helps us win games." And that's real. That's real. But you can tell by that comment that Jimmy does not mess with Jerry Rose. They is not homies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that comment let me know. Oh, yeah, they, they, they're not homies. They're not cool outside outside the court, outside the outside of. That uh, that red uniform, they are now homies. <laughs> you can just tell by the way he said that. I'm cool with that, man. As long as they win games, I don't care if they buddies, man. I really don't care. I don't. I don't not care. They're they're homies outside of that. They they don't have to be. Just win the games, do your job, and be out. Are you friends with all your colleagues? You don't gotta be friends with your colleagues. Other sports is different, but you should like you should not be expected to be friends with your colleagues. You shouldn't be. You just shouldn't be. Be cordial. Be civil. Don't be um. You gotta be friends. You gotta be best buddies. But you know, get the job done. And um, the Blackhawks, yes, they just won the Stanley Cup this past, this past, this past, this past season. You know, but all the attention right now is on Patrick Kane, his rape allegations, the way the Blackhawks handled his rape allegations. They pretty much just said we're behind them 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Stanley Cup this, Stanley Cup that. That's all they talked about. They, they, they didn't take it as seriously as they should have. They, they, they tried to dodge it. They tried to celebrate pretty much Kane. They, really, they, they did a poor job of handling that situation, man. And it's, 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 it's a horrible job to deal with that. And that kind of put a blemish on them, even though they're Stanley Cup champions. They're Stanley Cup champions, reigning cha- Stanley Cup champions. You know what I'm saying? They're the reigning Stanley Cup champions. That's amazing. And, you know, 
three times. Gonna keep champions, by the way. You know, but you know, it is what it is at this point, man. So it's a struggle right now in Chicago because two years ago the Cubs were the laughing stocks of the league. Now they're pretty much the best hope Chicago has right now of an actual sane team. A sane team. Shout out to Joe Madden. Joe Madden is uh, setting up to be a figure in Chicago, like like a dicker, you know, like a dicker type figure, a Michael Jordan type figure, like someone just idolized and uh, and just like you know completely. Like <laughs> everyone who does not love Joe Madden, Joe Madden's amazing. I'm I'm not a baseball fan at all, but I could watch Joe Madden talk for days, man. With that said, this is the longest podcast I've ever done. Shout out to the bullet points. Uh, keep me on track, making sure I touched every topic I wanted to touch. I stuttered at times. I mumbled at times. I'm getting better at this, I think. I, I think this is a, it's a, it's a better operation, man. Um, make sure you guys check me out on social media. I'm um, on Facebook. You can go to Justin Vaughn Polk. That's J-U-S-T-Y-N-V-A-U-G-H-N-P-O-O. P-O-L-K, try to find me, add me. I'm I'm welcome to having more friends. Um, you can go to Twitter at J-U-S-T-Y-N-V-P. You can go to uh, Snapchat, Justin VP, J-U-S-T-Y-N-V-P, Instagram, J-U-S-T-Y-N-V-P. You can find me all, all those spots when you want to email me some ideas. You can go um, email me at uh, JustinPoke at gmail.com at J-U-S-T-Y-N-P-O-L-K at gmail.com. Make sure you guys check out the blog at um, justinpolk.wordpress.com. That's J-U-S-T-Y-N-P-O-L-K dot W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot C-O-M. Um, hope to hear from you guys soon. Hopefully, I'm going to release one of these podcasts again soon. Phone ringing in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, you know, it's real out here, man. It's real out here. So, check out the blog. I'm going to post a, um, a new song up from my, um, from my homie. Uh, Joseph Chilliams Check out his music man. He's part of the Pivot Gang That that whole ensemble Was just They were listening to great music man Really great music From them cats Check all them out Joseph Chilliams Saba MFMLO John Wall Check them all out man Great music from them cats man Stay tuned for more I'ma keep I'ma keep bringing you guys Content man I've been lacking I've been slacking All that stuff In the, in the, in the past few uh, Few months But I'ma I'm I'm Pick it back up man Pick it back up And give you guys Some high quality Content You know I'm trying to get better At this Day by day Alright <laughs> Alright JP Out Out of here baby <laughs>